This episode of The Curly Critics is brought to you by our brand new merch store, found at tpublic.com, Curly Critics Pod. Link is in the description. From WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're The Curly Critics, and today we're talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the book. Yeah. So, we've established that I haven't read or seen any of these and that's the whole point of us doing this is Carrie's the seasoned veteran and I'm just here being dragged along because I agreed to do this for some reason. (laughs) Yeah so in our last episodes we watched and read. Read. I listened to. I listened to the first Harry Potter book and movie and now we're on book two. Hallelujah. Yeah, um, I don't know. Overall, I wasn't super impressed by it. Uh, yeah, um, (laughs) I don't know. I have some, like, points to back that up, but... Like, you had asked me last night, well, was this better than the first book? And in my honest opinion, I... There's pros and cons to both, I would say. Like, I liked all the describing parts of book one. And I usually don't like stuff like that. Like, oh, here's how wizards and witches work. And here's how the school works. And here's what Quidditch is. And that was probably my favorite part of last book. Because that was just so detailed and so cool. This book, I kind of saw where it was headed and what was gonna happen next and I was like oh yeah there's probably gonna be some twist at the end okay (laughs) yeah there was I could just kind of see where it was headed whereas the first go around I had no idea what I was getting myself into even though the first three chapters were like being tortured (laughs) I kept telling her I was like it's okay stuff actually starts happening by the second chapter in this book it's okay goodness yeah Like, this book was a lot easier to get through. I just wasn't... I didn't like it as much, I guess. Fair. I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. I wonder if you're gonna like these books more as they get older. I mean, probably. Because, like, in my, like, opinion, the first and second book are, like, the two most childlike mm-hmm. and probably the third one too i just really like the third one so i always forget because they're 11 and 12 and like the things that are happening are not that serious but like by book four the stuff that's happening is like legit life and death stuff i mean he, he so did this... almost die twice yes <laughs> but he's 12 yeah, so I feel like that makes it worse. When we get to book four, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't want to say too much. Okay, so we'll just kind of go through the chapters, see what's happening. Um, yeah, we're not going to hmm. describe this book because I hope if you're listening, you've already 
have some experience with Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean... And if you don't, you can read it just like Jade. Yeah, probably go read it. It's it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I read it in like a day, and my eyes are tired, so <laughs> it happens. Get good light bulbs, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so... Really, my only significant notes for chapter one, I said Harry laughing at the Dursleys is a mood, because he's always just laughing at them. He thinks they're stupid, and they are, so they deserve some, uh, yeah, some laughs. Um, I think overall this book is a really good one for Harry's development towards sassy Harry. Yeah. Yep. Like, that first and book, I, he was just, like, wondered and amazed at everything, and was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And then <laughs> book two, we're like, ah, yes. <laughs> Sassy Harry emerges. Yeah, I made a note about that. I said, Harry Potter and Percy Jackson's sarcasm are pretty parallel. It reminds me of Spider-Man, like, fun and cunning, but still brave and heroic, Kind of the whole, my weakness, it's small knives moment. Like, Harry Potter's Peter Parker, pass it on. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) He can just talk to snakes instead of spiders. Little known fact. (laughs) After the Miles Spider-Man, it's Harry Potter. Ooh. There probably is another Spider-Man after that. Probably. Comic book nerds, please don't come for me. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, what did chapter you... two? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was moving on to chapter two. So, what do you think oh. about Dobby? It was just, it was a weird experience. That's pretty much all I wrote for that chapter. Was like, this is so weird like what is going on everyone seems to be obsessed with this character for some reason and i don't it was just weird like yeah, the whole thing say, was Dobby's really one weird. of the most beloved characters i know and i'm like uh, okay <laughs> doesn't come back until book four what all right whatever it's fine. I didn't think I mean, the sock thing would happen this book. I didn't think it would happen so soon because I feel um, like more quotes and things happen later. And so I don't get them yet. Yeah. I like but look whole... up something all the time and I'm like, what quote is that? What book is that from? I want to tell Jade about this quote. And I'm like, oh, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> well, there's a really good Oliver Wood quote and I can't wait until we get to it. He's so pretty. Okay. Yeah. And even looking at the... Because I have the book with the little sketches for the chapters. Yeah, so do I. And... I didn't realize it until the last chapter. And I was like, oh yeah, sketches. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're just like going along. Whatever. Um, Yeah, even the little sketch of Dobby and what I've seen of him from GIFs or clips or whatever. I'm just like... Uh, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Okay. Yeah, we can come back to the Dobby thing once we get his full story. Okay. But at the beginning, yeah, I agree with you. He's a little bit weird. 
and he, all he does is cause trouble for Harry. Yeah. And, like, literally almost gets him killed multiple times. Yeah. And so you're like, okay. Yeah. But he's in two more books, so we'll see. This book made me think a lot about... Of course, the first book made me think about this, too. But chapters two and three made me think a lot about, like, if kids were reading this and they experienced a lot of the same things Harry did, how that would make them feel. And, like, what if you didn't have the Weasley brothers and a flying car to come rescue you? It just got very dark for some reason. And I don't know. I just, I loved that idea that you could maybe bring hope to someone. Like, no, flying car isn't realistic, but maybe there is someone out there that's like, oh, they're going to come rescue me from this. Yeah, in the next book we'll talk about this a lot. Because she, like, forms a whole character around this. But J.K. Rowling, like, wrote these books while she was, like, in depression. And so in book three she introduces these characters that are literally based on her, like, understanding of depression whoa and so like it's like kind of like this way to be like an escape Mm -hmm. like these terrible things are happening but like harry gets to escape to the magical world right yeah and so he doesn't get to be abused all the time i mean not by the dursleys by lord voldemort sure (laughs) (laughs) it's fine a little bit by dumbledore but (laughs) A lot by his name. <laughs> and Draco. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in the end. Draco still and don't, Harry. I still don't get it. Draco I, and Harry is like the number one ship. I should look up what the number one ships are. But I don't like that. <laughs> it's very weird. Ew. I don't like that. I spelled top wrong. Oh, good. Um, let's see. (laughs) This note's really funny. Um, so in chapter three, when he's going to the Weasleys, um, I made a note that was like, they should just adopt him, please. That would be so nice. And then my very next note is, she's yelling at her sons and making Harry food. Can she adopt me, please? (laughs) It was just so nice. I love Miss Weasley. The way that she treats Harry is so great. All of the Weasleys are just like, Harry's being abused by the Dursleys. Let's go rescue him with a flying car. Harry's being abused by the Dursleys. Let's feed him and make him feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. And she only kind of yells at him with the howler. I'm like, nice. Okay. I looked up the ships. And I'm like reading this person's comments and they're really funny. But they say that Draco and Harry is the number one. Yeah. Like, just like looking at fanfiction sites. Yeah. And then... Maybe I shouldn't read these. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll get back to this. Okay. <laughs> Travel. Um. Oh, so I love how Ron has his Quidditch team everywhere in his room. Because that's. The cannons. Yeah, that's what my room looks like. Like, I have my favorite sports team stuff all over my room. I have my favorite Broadway shows all over my room because I'm a nerd. Yeah. And I don't really like sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I would be a fan of Quidditch, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like rugby. <laughs> yep. Um... Let's see. Now I have too many tabs open. <laughs> Chapter four. Harry keeps breaking his glasses. Boy, just get contacts. I swear. Okay. Did the Dursleys take him to the eye doctor? That. Did you ask that last time? Because I feel like. I might have. It's just something that bothers me. There yeah. There was another, like, existential question I asked while I was reading this, but I didn't write it down, so I don't remember what it was. I mean, if anything, they would have just, like, gotten annoyed at him for not being able to, like, do things correctly since he couldn't see. That's the only justification. Glasses are expensive. Yeah, but I mean, if they wanted their own live-in maid. Good point. I'm just imagining the Dursley's having to take Harry to the eye doctor. (laughs) You can't, like, be mean to him there. Because it's a doctor's office. Right. Um, In this chapter, we meet Lockhart. (laughs) I... One of the funniest um, Goodread reviews I saw was... uh, (laughs) I came for the... What is it? I came for the saga, but I stayed for Gilderoy Lockhart. I was just like, stop, don't. (laughs) He's the worst. And he doesn't get any better. He just stays awful the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) He's a really funny character. In the movie, especially the guy who plays him, is just really funny. That's good. At least I have something to look forward to. Uh, I was trying to look up what book we meet Bill Weasley for the first time. Ooh, Bill. Because we just keep hearing about him. Yeah. Um, I thought flu powder sounded a lot like shadow traveling. And I just think Mm. that's funny. It's a good parallel. From Percy Jackson? Yeah. Well, no. There's something that... Aberration? Yeah. Have they talked about that yet? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like that's more like shadow travel. If I remember But the way he was describing being in it, where there's all these tunnels and stuff, like, that's kind of how they describe shadow traveling. Okay, I believe you. It's been a long time since I read those books. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay. Plot hole. 
How would 12-year-old Ron know how to drive a flying car? Was Ron driving? Yeah. When they got out, when they got stuck out of oh, nine and three quarters. Oh, oh. I thought you meant picking up the Dursleys. No. I mean, when you're flying in the air, there's nothing to, like, avoid hitting. Well, yeah, I just mean, like, getting it started and getting into the air and knowing all the stuff and the little nuances and... I mean, it's not that hard to pick up. You put the key in, you turn it, and you press the pedals. And you turn the wheel. And when you're flying in the air, the worst thing you're going to do is hit a cloud. I mean, so it's not I like, guess. make sure you press the gas halfway through a turn, because it doesn't matter. No one's there. I guess. I just, I don't and know. Maybe. Ron just knows how to drive a car. Why? Why? Why would he know how to do that? I don't know. Maybe it's a secret <laughs> ambition to live as a muggle. No. <laughs> I do not accept that. <laughs> of all the trees we could have hit, we had to get the one that hits back. <laughs> uh, same. I love that tree. We learn a lot about that tree in the next book. Okay, good. Because I was like, they really amped this tree up, and then it just kind of doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it's like a fairly major plot point for the next book. Okay, good to know. don't know what chapter I'm on. Colin Creevy! Colin! <laughs> Harry's so annoyed by him the whole book. And honestly, yeah. I would be too. If I had a fanboy. I've had a few people who've done that to me. And yeah, it gets old very fast. And you're... You try your hardest to be like, oh, they're just a kid. They don't know any better. They just want someone to look up to and someone to hang out with. But after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Stop taking pictures of me. I will not give you my autograph. Go yeah, away. That's the point of the book where I was like, Lockhart is kind of obnoxious. Oh my god! Like, he stopped being, like, funny and started being, like, full-on obnoxious. Oh, it didn't hit you when they had to take that quiz of all the no, all I his favorite things. I because his answers to the things are so funny. Oh my gosh! Like what's his nobody knew color? my favorite color was lilac. Exactly. First off, what kind of grown man's favorite color is lilac? <laughs> um, at one point they did call him buoyant, and I would argue flamboyant. Because of his favorite color. But that's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll come back to that after you watch the movie and you see what they dress him in. Is it anything close to what they said? Well, yeah. It's just, a, it's like, very flamboyant. Oh, good to know. Okay. I'll um, find a picture and send it to you. I found one with Lockhart with a mask on. Ew. No. Ugh. As if. Uh, yeah. Please. Lockhart wouldn't do it because then you couldn't see a smile. Yeah. I can't have empathy for human beings. 
Rank the Harry Potter characters on mo- most likely to wear a mask to least likely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. We don't need to talk about that. That's really funny, though. I'm hilarious. That is funny. Uh. Oh my goodness. No, thank you. Almost knocked my mic over. So. Oh, we're doing great. It's so good. Um, let's see. At one point I just said, honestly, Harry Potter is such a Halloween vibe. Like, it honestly is. Every time they talk about Halloween, it just sounds so cool. I've never been such a huge fan of it. I like dressing up, but... Not all the classic Disney Halloween movies or all the, I don't know, the Nightmare Before Christmas, that kind of stuff. I'm just like, eh, I don't really care. But the Hall- way that like, Harry Potter does it, it's like Halloween is fun and pumpkins and yeah, like, and I love that. Not, like demons and ghosts and yeah, I mean ghosts, but not like scary ghosts. Yeah. Nearly headless ones, perhaps. <laughs> oh, nearly headless Nick. Love that he never, saved the day. We never find out what happens to him. Oh. <gasps> I just realized that. They just, like, blew him up the stairs with a hairdryer and left it at that. He doesn't yeah, he come back? Never. I think he does. But they, like, never, like, say anything about it. Do we have to assume that they gave him the mandrake juice stuff to a ghost? Or was it, like, a... He died and then he had to reset, like, in a video game? How would a ghost have been affected by it, though? That's what I want to know. They mentioned it briefly that it's like, well, he couldn't have died again. Right. I don't know. I just don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. The fact that Oliver woke Harry and the rest of the team up at the crack of dawn, the, like, first day of school, to play Quidditch, is such a mood. Love of my life. Like, can anybody love Quidditch as much as Oliver loves Quidditch? (laughs) Uh... That's... Probably a no. We learned a lot of new words to call people in this book, like mud blood and squib. I was just like, what? Yeah. I'd heard those terms before. Didn't know what they meant, obviously. Now you do. Yeah. Do Apparently they're not great. Squib is a lot less important than mud blood is. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I guess. I'd... Because Hermione's a muggleborn. Yeah. So it keeps coming back up. Stupid. I mean, but it makes none of sense. Them, none of them are squibs. So you like, there's a character later on that they mention as a squib, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Chapter 9, there's. Another thing, like, when they found the hanging cat and the stuff drawn on the wall, the first person to say anything was Draco. 
And he, like, he said this weird stuff. And I was like, is nobody gonna talk about that? I mean, Harry does for the rest of the book. <laughs> no, I... What in turn? What page? Oh, good night well, You don't know, day. I'm just gonna keep flipping until I found it. No. I think it's at the end of chapter 8. Of course, that's where the pages oh. ripped in half Enemies in my book. Enemies of the book. air, beware, you'll be next, Mudbloods. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, where did that come from? What yeah. the heck? I, this I is... just... We learn a little bit about Draco's dad in this book. Yeah, not a whole lot, just that he's the worst. <laughs> He becomes more of the worst. Everyone's just the worst. Like, Snape is the worst. Lucius Malfoy's the worst. Uh, Lockhart is the worst. Voldemort's the worst. You wanna know something funny? Lockhart is a Ravenclaw. (sighs) That's unfortunate for you. I was gonna say, notice a trend, they're all Slytherins, but Lockhart's a Ravenclaw, so. Yeah. Sad day, huh? I was also, this is, um, the beginning, well, the house cup in the last book was the beginning, but this is just an escalation of the Slytherin shaming. I mean, yeah, because they're high-key evil. But only because she says they're evil. There's all, like, like, what are the chances that every single person in that house is a dark wizard? Like, what are the chances that you get, like, 60 kids all together and they all exact exactly the same? And they all happen to be purebloods. Dude, she created the world. That's all I'm saying. But she also gave us detailed description of all the houses and evil wasn't one of them the whole thing is through harry's point of view yeah that's a good point so but also she made the password to get into the slytherin common room pure blood like you could have chosen anything else yeah i mean would you expect anything less no because even if they're not evil 90% of them are snobs and think they're better than everyone else. You bring up a good point. So, I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe they're not, like, evil, evil, but they, at least from Harry's perspective, they kind of suck. Yeah. I'll bring that back up later when more things are happening. Because there's something I want to say, but I don't want to, like, spoil it. Okay. Yeah, also in the chapter 9, they talk about the Hogwarts founders. Yeah. And Salazar Slytherin is the worst. Yeah. The so, Super, I mean, that's Super a Carlin little brothers, clue. The Super Carlin brothers keep making videos trying to, like, defend Slytherin. Because they are both, like, they both, like, are housed in Slytherin. And so they're, like, maybe he's not terrible. But, like, he literally hid a snake underground. Yeah. And so they just had to be, like, 
you know what? I think he's the worst. <laughs> but yeah. also, like, later on we learn that none of them are that great. The founders, they're all pretty awful. Except for Hufflepuff. Hoggle Hufflepuff did nothing wrong ever. She's an angel. I'm not saying that I'm proud, but also... Aren't I? Yes. Yep. I wish we had a better color, but... Whatever. <laughs> I don't get to have it my way all the time, so... Yellow and black. <laughs> Bumblebee. Okay, anyways, um... <laughs> I just... This quote says, I always knew Salazar Slytherin was a twisted old loony. A plus Ron quote. <laughs> yeah. He also said, Lockhart will sign anything if it stands still long enough, so. <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. This book was really good for Harry's, like, personal development. Yeah. I'm like jumping ahead but he like spends a lot of this book being like am i in slytherin was i supposed to be in slytherin the hat wanted me to put me in slytherin and then like the sword falls out of the hat and dumbledore's like only a true gryffindor could have done that and he's like huh guess i'm a true gryffindor and he like comes to this realization and so like the rest of the books are just like him like building off of that so i think it was a good good moment for harry yeah. There was a lot of, like, identity struggle. There is throughout this mean? whole thing, like... They're when all just 12. little kids trying to figure <laughs> out their crap. That's one of the things that I think... That I, like, read people say are really weird about Harry Potter is that they put a bunch of 11-year-olds with the exact same characteristics in a house together and are like, Go. <laughs> Yeah. And so you're like, one, that sounds like a very chaotic situation. Like, putting all of the, like, brave, loudmouthed people in the same house, and they're like, good luck! <laughs> but then it's also, 11-year-olds don't really know what they want. Yeah. Which is wh why there's a sorting hat. So then the question is, does a sorting hat place you in the house that you're going to end up being more like? Or the house that you are in that moment? Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe both. You're talking about, like, sticking all the same people together in a house, and all I can think are every cabin at Camp Half-Blood. You just stick all the same people all in the same room. Have you ever thought about the Apollo I've, cabin or the Ares cabin? I've never thought about that because in my brain, they're all just like half siblings. So it's like, of course they'd be in the same cabin. Right, but they're all basically the same. But they the all same. have the same superpowers. Yeah, the same traits, the same basic characteristics. Oh no, the Aphrodite cabin. Ooh. The Hermes cabin? They're just, like, stealing things. <laughs> yes! So good. Um, oh, page 173. I was like, oh hey, that's my name. That's what's up. It's right there. 
Also, I just said boneless in all caps because I just thought that was funny. That's funny. Don't go boneless on me. Yep. <laughs> oh, there. Lockhart will sign anything that stops moving for a while. Yeah. Classic. This book... Oh, my highlighted? I never thought I'd see the day when you'd be persuading us to break the rules, said Ron. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, that's so true. So this book is just like Hermione doing all of the research and everything to figure out this whole plot. And then the boys figure it out in the end, but only because Hermione did like 95% of the work. Sounds about right. The vulture in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> who like swoops in at the last second and like gets all the credit. Like Harry did all the hard work of like actually killing the bad guy, but Hermione figured the whole thing out. Yeah. Um. Hogwarts Christmas. Also a mood. Like, yes. I just want to read this while it's snowing outside, but that'll never happen. <sighs> just need to go up north for a day. Yeah. And watch Gilmore Girls and read Harry Potter in the snow. <laughs> it's a mood. It's such a vibe. I wrote, imagine what havoc Hermione could wreak if she were evil, a.k.a. Slytherin. <laughs> Our fan fictions about that. Yeah. I can imagine. Evil Hermione. Cause like she's so powerful. That was literally one of the discussion questions when I looked I looked up. <laughs> Most of them were really dumb, but one of them was Tom Riddle was the top of his class and so was Hermione. What would Hermione do if she hadn't found Harry and Ron? Yeah. I'm like, also, what could Hermione do if she was, like, still Hermione but wasn't a Muggleborn? Yeah. Like, she would be full Dark Wizard. Yeah. It's crazy. Lockhart literally removing all of the bones from Harry's arm. <laughs> Boneless! <laughs> My favorite thing about this book is all of the foreshadowing. Not just, like, foreshadowing to future books, too, but just within the book itself. Mm-hmm. Like, Harry meets with Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore's casually like, oh, yeah, Phoenix tears, they heal. And then later, conveniently, yeah. that's something we need to know. Yeah. I thought it was important to know that Tom didn't realize that at first. He was like, oh, the phoenix is so sad because you're dying. Ha ha ha. And then he was like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to think of another example. But. And just all the twists and turns it takes. Yeah. At first, you're like, oh, Malfoy's the heir of Slytherin, but then, like, Percy's acting all weird all book. Yeah. Is it Percy? And then, like, Jenny's acting weird, and then it's like, it is Jenny, but you're like, who is it? 
Yeah. I honestly thought it was Percy most of the time. But I also, like, at the very beginning when they're still in the Weasley house, I was just like, he's probably got a girlfriend he's hiding. Like, I honestly thought that. But then they were like, oh, all this evil stuff's happening and he's lurking around corners and stuff. But maybe he's actually just making out with a girl and turns out. Yes. The fact that Hermione actually makes this polyjuice potion as a 12-year-old is very impressive. Yeah. Dude. The fact that they all fit into a bathroom stall. (laughs) I know. I forget that they're, like, baby. Little babies. (laughs) It talks about how they can... I don't know if it was this book, but at some point they talk about how they can all fit under the invisibility cloak together. And yeah. then, like, later on, they're like, we can't all fit under it anymore. And I'm like, oh, they grew up. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'm about to skip to chapter 14. Is that okay? Which one? 14. Yeah. Like, they find the diary, Tom Riddle's an orphan, Hagrid did a bad thing, whatever. Yeah, all that happened. (laughs) But then, and if you want to cut this out, you can. I just thought it was so funny that she made a sex joke. (laughs) Did you catch it? Probably not. (laughs) Because the Professor Sprout goes... The moment the mandrakes start trying to move into each other's oh. pots, we'll know they're fully mature. And I was like, no! Oh my gosh! No! I did not catch that. I, just... I was just like, oh yeah, that's how you know they're fully mature. No! <laughs> I mean, I guess so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because they went through all the stages of like, oh, crying baby. Oh, they're yeah, a little yeah, toddler acne. now. Oh, they're hiding in their rooms because they're teenagers. Now they're having raves all the time. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I just like making... It's just She's making sex jokes about plants. And I can't. I just thought that was so funny. If it's true, though... I'm trying to find like fudge stuff because in later books Cornelius Fudge is like portrayed as like a really dumb guy yeah he sounds like he looks like the Joker like pinstripe suit green bowler hat orange tie and that's me describing the joker and realizing it's (laughs) the exact description they have for him and i'm just thinking but is he though slap on some lipstick and you're good to go yes also the fact that lucius malfoy just shows up and is like oh good job fudge I'm like, yeah. Okay, what are you even doing here? Or the fact that the invisibility cloak only shows up when it's convenient. 
It's just a convenient plot holder. But it's a cool plot holder. And she does use it consistently. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, in the first book you made that point, and I was like, oh, but it was really cool. And then in the second book, all I was thinking about was, okay, but he talks about his wand and his owl. Where's his cloak? And all of a sudden, it just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. On the bright side, it's not like she used it and then forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does That's use fair. it in, like, every book. Uh, I hated chapter 15. I Is could not stop. Yeah, I could not stop cringing. I was like, oh, make it stop. Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't like That's it. That's how Ron felt the whole time. <laughs> I hated it. I hated reading it. I was like, oh, I can hear it. Oh, I can hear the clicking. No, thank you. That doesn't freak you out at all, because I six. hate it. Because it, it's a book. It's not real. I need to have some imagination, Carrie. I You're just... right, I do. <laughs> Let's talk to the people who teach us that as adults we're not allowed to have imagination anymore. They beat it out of you. Make you work in an office. Um... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> when... Three days before the first exam, Professor McGonagall made another announcement. She says, I have good news, she said. And then everybody was like, Dumbledore's coming back. You caught the air of Slytherin. And then Wood is like, Quidditch is back. <laughs> Love that man. Yes. Oh my I don't God. even know how old he is at this point. I forgot what year he's in. Yeah, I don't know. I love him and never want him to leave. He just needs to stay forever, okay? Now I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All I wrote for this one thing, it's in all caps. It goes, of course, a basilisk. I should have known. Why should I have known? Because it's such an obvious thing. And, like, in the second Percy Jackson book, that is also a thing. No, it's not the second one. It's the second Heroes of Olympus. Do you remember that? When the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally don't remember that book. <laughs> Never mind then. I'm just saying, I feel like I should have known. Just because of the way they kept describing all this stuff, I was like, oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wood is in sixth year. No. <sighs> That's good. He would have died for a year. <laughs> but that's not important. <laughs> and then I put Ginny, no. Because I was very Ginny's sad. Ginny's such a good character. Yeah. We didn't talk about her poem. It was um, so cute. I mean, it was like really bad, embarrassing for Harry, but it's really funny. 
I was sure that she wrote it. That was yeah, the thing. She, she did it. Okay. Yeah, that's... I thought she did it earlier, but maybe she just does it earlier in the movie. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just really confused. Well, I mean, it does have to come after Christmas, so... Yes. <laughs> I felt so bad for Ron when, like, Jenny got captured. Yes. like, that's your little sister. Well, the fact that they're hiding in a wardrobe and he can't make any sound and be found out and he just slides to the floor. I'm like, my whole heart is shattered. Don't worry about it. And I just think about, I mean, I've looked up the Weasley siblings' birth dates so many times. But basically, it's, like, Bill and Charlie, and then, like, a big gap, and then Percy, and then two years, friend George, two years, Ron, one year, Jenny. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Bill and Charlie paired off, friend George paired off, and then Ron and Jenny paired off, and then Percy was just on his own. Just, like, how siblings work. And so it was, like, Ron and Jenny would be, like, really close. Yeah. And so it was, like, that's, like, your best childhood friend. Yeah. That just got kidnapped. They make her seem so much younger than she really is. Like, oh, you're a first year? Like, yeah, you're a second year, idiot. (laughs) But honestly, isn't that how it works? Yeah. And I guess because it's in Harry's perspective, that makes sense. I just... Once you're a sophomore, you feel like you know everything and you're like, haha, little freshman, even though you literally were there like two months ago. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Never mind. My favorite quote of this book. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Page 300. You don't have a page 300, so don't worry about that. But it just says, The sink, in fact, sank. And I just... That is gold. That's gold. Okay? That's it. That's my favorite quote. We can just be done. That's in chapter 16. So we can't be done. There's a lot more that happens, but... Yeah. I think it was interesting to have this parallel. And it, I know it was very intentional because they keep bringing it up. But mm-hmm. Tom Riddle as the true Slytherin and then Harry as the true Gryffindor. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, opposing forces. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if this is just a Pottermore thing, if they mention it in the books at some point. But, like, Godric, Gryffindor, and Salazar Slytherin were, like foes mm-hmm. did it mention that in this book uh it might have it just seemed kind of obvious but maybe yeah, she yeah. did say so it's it. like they're like the two sides of the spectrum and like harry's this side and voldemort's this side and they're mm-hmm. like the true embodiment of those two sides and so like of course they're gonna fight each other that's kind of how I feel, like, when I think about that, I think about Luke and Darth Vader, like, the embodiment of the dark side versus the embodiment of the light side. That's what that makes me think of. I have very complicated opinions about Darth Vader. Yeah, just the basic, you know, I know Darth you Vader have- no prequel backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry about that. No Return of the Jedi at the very end. None of that. Get that out of here. Just the Darth Vader chopping off Luke's hand. Yeah. The fighting in episode five. Like, that's it. Yeah. No, I get it. His whole, like, you know, ruling the galaxy and Luke being the angsty teen that he is and... Don't I mean, worry about that. Aren't we all angsty teens? <laughs> yeah. We're both in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> we're still angsty, though. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Now we're just hot messes. Yeah. With loans. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that, either. Lots of not worrying. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I also put in all caps, Tom did this to Ginny. Because I was really upset about it. I genuinely thought she had died, even though I figured she didn't, because you talk about her a lot. I was like, she's probably not dead, but I can't rule anything out. So. Yeah. Also, Fox. Just all of it. Fun fact, I tried to look up where you found this out, and I couldn't find it out, so I was like, it's fine if I tell her. But Fox gave two feathers for wands, and one of them's in Harry's wand. And the other's in Voldemort's. Yeah. That was in the first book, yeah. That it was Fox? Uh, I guess not. I guess they just said it was a phoenix, but yeah, I mean, I could have yeah. put two and two Fox. together, so... Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, cool beans. Um, Speak to me, Slytherin Greatest of the Hogwarts 4. Hogwarts 4 sounds like a boy band. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna come out with the mics on their face and, like, cool dance moves. Ew. Gross. Um... I thought it was funny that he explained his entire plan to Harry. (laughs) I was like, you are such a villain. Are you kidding me right now? It's classic. Classic villain move. Yeah, just explaining the entire thing. I'm like, how long did this take you to explain all this? It's several pages in a book. So it must have taken, like, ten minutes, and Harry's just staring at him like an idiot. The heroes never take that opportunity in the movies to just kill the villain. No. Never. Sometimes they take the opportunity to, like, get out of handcuffs, and then they do something. And I'm like, oh, smart. That was genius. But no. Harry's dumb, so why would he? Why would he do anything like that? I mean... Dude had his wand, but still. Like that happened. A moment like that happened in the new Mulan, where like Mulan and the villain got really close, and I was like, "Stab him in the face!" <laughs> but he didn't, and it it worked out in the end. But I was just like, yeah. "Come on." <laughs> also, okay, the name thing, the Tom Marvolo Riddle. I honestly yeah. thought that was so genius. And I'm sure that's cliche and everyone's like, oh, that, yeah, okay, whatever. I was blown away. That was I awesome. I wonder how long it took him to do that. 
Yeah. Anagrams are really hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have to write out every single thing and try, like, every combination, and it would take me hours. Yeah. Also, in the French version, they had to change his middle name to Elvis to have the letters to spell it out. Because in French, it's Je suis Voldemort, and so they oh needed God. S's that weren't in Marvelo. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> That's just so funny. In the last chapter, my favorite quote is when McGonagall is like recapping. So he's like, "So you found out where the entrance was, breaking a hundred school rules and pieces along the way. <laughs> but how on earth did you get out of there alive?" And I'm like, "Okay, you don't care about the rules, honey." Yeah, like, is that really what's happening here? Okay, I guess. Um. I thought it was so sweet that Harry explained everything. And then he's like, I'm just going to cover for Ginny. I'm I'm not going to tell them the whole truth because... <laughs> I think Harry at the beginning of these books is so funny because he's so scared of getting expelled. But then by the end, he's just like, no regard for the rules. I mean, yeah, because he gets away with it every time. Like, none of them do. They're all just like, breaking rules? This is normal. Yeah, because they never, they get in a little bit of trouble sometimes, but then usually the teachers are all sly and they're like, oh yeah, it's no big deal, and Snape's just pouting in the corner. Yeah, but it happens not just with Harry. Like, Fred and George, like, never get in trouble. Yeah, you're right. They're always- Do they even have rules? Do they just say, like, these are our rules and then never do anything about it? Because there's just such favoritism. Because, yeah. like, no, cause like, and if you break the rules, you have to lose house points. So if you get caught by your, like, house leader, they're not going to be like, oh, guess we have to remove points. Or if they do, it's like, oh, no, take away five points. Uh. <laughs> like, I like, Dumbledore's a Gryffindor, so he's just like, here, have ten million points. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any thought more thoughts about the book? Um a lot of people were quoting this in the reviews, the thing Dumbledore says at the end, his classic go fight win quote at the very end of the book. Um it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. I really like that, obviously. She wrote it so everyone would like it and get it tattooed on their leg or something. <laughs> um. Dumbledore has a lot of, like, when they're, like, taken out of context, you're like, wow, that's actually, like, a good quote. Yeah. Like, Even in like context, a... it's so great. Oh, yeah. You're like, wow. Just he's later, a wizard. Like, his, like, motives are a little twisted. So you're like, oh, that's a good quote, but I think you're being really creepy. Yeah. And then I got all chills and all happy when Harry freed Dobby. Of course I did. I was like, oh oh my gosh, that's so nice. He didn't have to do that. Oh. So Dobby is where the beginning of the Draco Harry stuff happens. Ew. Because where did Dobby learn about Harry? Somebody has to be telling Dobby about him. And it's definitely not Lucius Malfoy. But Which why means that it not, has to be though? Draco. 
Why wouldn't Lucius hate Harry? But, like, Dobby was like, I've learned all about your greatness. So, like, they're talking about Harry in a somewhat positive light. Um, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So the conclusion everybody makes is that Draco's just in love with Harry. I now see where that comes from. It's not true, because J.K. Rowling would never do that. Right. As some tweets have shown. We're not going to talk about her. No. Mm Mm-mm. So, on a scale from 1 to 10, how creepy was Dumbledore in this book? (laughs) Um... In all honesty, not that much. I'd say maybe four. Just because they took him away. He wasn't there and prominent most of the time. So, he couldn't have done that many creepy things. He didn't really get the chance. Yeah. Or manipulative. But he wasn't that manipulative in this book either. Yeah. Four seems like a solid number. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10, how terrible was Snape? (laughs) Uh, like... 6 or 7, just... Because he knew who did the fireworks, and he didn't say anything. So... I thought this was pretty mild for Snape. Yeah. So probably closer to 6. Like, he didn't give anybody the attention. But they no. don't spend a whole lot of time in classes in this book. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. Rank the Weasley siblings in this book. I love them. They saved Harry, so, like, ten. <laughs> no, like, which Weasley sibling was the best? Oh, my bad. I didn't... Best or worst sibling? Best to worst? Yeah. Well, I feel like Percy was the worst this time around. I was gonna say Bill or Charlie, because they're not in this book, but... (laughs) Well, yeah, just the ones in the book. Like, Percy's just kind of lurking around, being creepy, you probably think he's evil, and he's just making out with girls in the hallway, and those people are always annoying, so... It's just, Percy's just classic middle child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's a poor thing. They're like, oh, how many times can you polish your badge, Percy? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, if friend George were my younger siblings, I would probably act that way too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Be like, gotta make the parents proud. (sighs) Um, And then I'd say Jenny's number one. Yeah, and then you can just kind of put the others in there. Ron's probably second. Jenny, and... Rod, Fred, George as the same person in third place. Yeah, because they and are Rizzi. one entity. Yes. And then rank the Defense Against the Dark Arts professors. <laughs> I mean, one of them was carrying around Voldemort all the time. And the other one was just a tool. Uh-huh. So... Sorry, this is my favorite question ever. 
Those are all awful. Yeah. I would well, say like the tool Most... wins by a short amount because his memory gets taken away. And so now he's just a useless piece of person. And then the guy who housed Voldemort and had an annoying stutter. Yeah. That was fake. It was fake. And that's that makes me mad. So, you know what? No. He's the worst right now. Lockhart's the hero of the book. You hear it here first, folks. No. Just kidding. No. Jenny's the best character. Yeah. I love her. She's probably me, honestly. I'm just like, ooh, boy, I like send him a valentine where everyone hears this awful poem I wrote. Hides all the time. Yeah. Here's my friend. Let me send her a Valentine's duck and then let her be serenaded in front of this professor. She told her not to do that too. Hee <laughs> hee. I mean, I did do that. So you could say that I'm Jenny if I were a Gryffindor. That's all I'm saying. We'll see more of Jenny. She'll continue to get more awesome. Yes. We need more females. Sorry, Harry. Ron. Yes. All the Weasleys. What would you rank this book? How many pineapples, Jade? Uh, I mean... Like, five... It's just kind of meh. It's in the middle. I was going to give it six and a half. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, So? Any other things to say? Closing thoughts? I'm excited to see the movie. Haven't seen it yet. I'm still... Every book... I read, I get more amped up to read the next one. So there's Progress. <laughs> yes. There's hope, everybody. Even though this wasn't, like, my favorite thing in the world, it'll... Most sequels aren't. So there's that. Yeah. I told her book three and six are my favorite. They're, like, my top two. So we're getting to book three, everybody. We'll have to see, like, what my favorite book and movie are after this. Yes. Ooh. That was interesting. We made the same head movement at the same time. (laughs) Ew. No. Even long distance, we still are connected in every possible way, so. My hair looks really good in this video. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) nobody can see that. It is time to stop. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. Curly Critics Pod. (laughs) I don't know if it sounded like that. And rate us five stars. Pineapples. Come on. You know better. You can't see me, but I'm smiling at you. (laughs) Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out this podcast from the WBNE Network. This is an urgent message. If you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a, a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking, and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. (laughs) Or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human, but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold.